Hey, Star Trek. The only Star Trek Discovery podcast that exists on the internet. Um, only the only one in existence. We're talking about Scavengers. I forget what episode this is. Uh, six. six. Season um, three, episode six. Not one tangent that I would like to go on mm -hmm. just very briefly. And I know we are usually very tight and confined to just the episode itself. But mm -hmm. um, I have no other place to share this. But I really want to share with you my favorite music in all of Star Trek. Okay, do it. Beginning after there's like an overture for Star Trek The Motion Picture at the very beginning. And then... And that's the TNG theme song. And then it gets into this. I love <laughs> this so much. I feel like this inspired the theme song to The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Which this is, elements. Yeah, this is probably... You're right in that this is borrowing from Spaghetti Westerns. And then so is the Mandalorian, I think. But that, and it's showing Klingon Birds of Prey. I, oh, then it goes into that thing, and then it comes back. Oh my god, I love it so much. Just give me eight hours of this. Inject it into my veins. This is really then, cool. And th this design for the Klingons, it was just so good. It was so good. Okay. So... If I had the rights, that would be I would I would petition us to make that our theme song. It's a little subdued, maybe, for what we're going mm. for. Okay. Thank mm. you for uh, engaging with that. Engage. Engage. Not the right show. Mm -mm. Not supposed to say that. No. What's so synopsis? Synopsis. Synopsis. Um, did you find one? I did. But my favorite. Um... Oh, oh no. My favorite so synopsis is just the, like this very, very short one that says, after receiving a message from Book, Burnham and Giorgio embark on a rogue mission to find him, leaving Saru to pick up the pieces with Admiral Vance. Yeah. And Stamus, Stamets forms an unexpected bond with Adira. Also, he Linus, Linus teleports all over the fucking place. That's, oh God, Linus is so good. So <laughs> he's, good. He's becoming one of my favorite like background characters, maybe one of my favorite characters. I need more Linus. Wait, let's, let. okay, we're going to take a moment mm -hmm. to talk about Linus for mm -hmm. a few minutes. Uh, yes. Star Trek Discovery character. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Linus for a second. Okay, from Memory Alpha. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant Junior Grade Linus, it says, was a male Saurian Starfleet Science Division officer who served aboard uh, USS Discovery in 2257. Saurian? Mm -hmm. um, Saurian. And if we click on that... There's more Saurians. Yeah. Mostly in the... Um, I think in the video games. Saurians resembled humanoid lizards with scaly skin that could be pink or gray. Their large black or yellow eyes were endowed with both vertical and horizontal eyelids, granting and granted them enormous visual spectrum. 
Okay. Uh, but oh, there, yeah, there was one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that purple one. Um, what was that from? That was Star Trek: The Motion Picture. There yeah. we go. It all ties together. Perfect. See? I planned this. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. I planned it. That planning level. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, just some good, solid alien work with the yeah. Saurians. Like, they're kind of got these, like, weird lizard heads and these big old eyeballs. I feel like, you know what I feel like a lot of sci-fi is doing now is I feel like maybe in previous decades, they would have been like, mm, we use CG for that sort of thing. That's what we use CG for. We don't do, like, old school alien creations. Mm-hmm. And then... I feel like this is doing it. Mandalorian's doing a little bit where where they're like using not it's not bad. It's not a bad character design, but they're also like we're not going to try to make this guy look like something other than a guy in an alien suit. Right. You know? Um what else what else can we say about Linus? Okay. Um, um Jojo has an interest in his vision range, mm. which we've not yet uh, explored. Like we just know that she's appeared interested in it. Um, he seems to be fairly popular with the crew. Um, everybody knows Linus. He sneezed on an asshole in a previous season. Oh, right. This <laughs> Dillweed comes over from the Enterprise and Linus has a cold. And like he's so stuffy that it's affecting the Universal Translator's ability to like understand what he's saying. He... And then he sneezes and he has they have six sinus cavities. So having a cold is especially <laughs> awful. It, did you remember that he was one of the crew members who volunteered to stay on Discovery? Mm-hmm. Like he was initially on the Enterprise. I forgot about that. Um and I don't remember this. It says Linus was eating bamboo while sharing a meal in discussion with fellow Discovery crew member Joanne, a bunch of people's names, Detmer, Nilsson, Stamets. Oh, yeah. that. So in that, he was um, in that scene where he was having dinner with them, he was eating bamboo. Mm-hmm. And they... What is this? It challenged him to an auto-antonym? game reminding Linus he was zero for three so far and asking him if he was ready for another round and Linus replied he was hatched ready (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember this Um, do you remember that I don't but uh, auto antonym would be words that mean their own opposites during this exchange Reno called Linus by the nickname bamboo boy like um, the word homebound would be a word that could mean on your way home or it could mean stuck at home. Right. This is all from... Oh, I see. And this is that was apparently happened in Through the Valley of Shadows, the... Um, I'm trying to... Episode two... Season two, episode six. That's when all that happened. I was right. hatched ready. I was hatched ready. It was a great line. They give him such good lines, and um, he's got excellent comedic timing, like <laughs> just appearing on the bridge. And then he's like, sorry. And he's yeah. like, 
Yeah. Because they've, uh, this episode, um, the Federation has updated all of Discovery's systems. And so now all of their tech is all the cool, like, tactile, holograph stuff. Uh, Some detached nacelles. The detached nacelles, which I, I haven't seen, but I think people are upset about. Yeah, I I don't like them. No. I think they, they just make my brain go like, that doesn't work. Was that like a like Bluetooth power? Like what is? Can't, by the way, they're gonna. Someone's gonna steal their nacelles. By the way, you know what? The the type of article that I hate, and I see valid news sources do this all the time. People are upset on the internet. People like, are always upset on the internet. And then they start like linking to tweets. Apparently, oh, people yeah. had a field day when in response to blah blah like. Yeah, that's what Twitter's for. Yeah, people that's all of Twitter's people hang on, on the internet. Well, clearly everyone's upset. No, those people are upset. Yeah, okay. it's like it's fine, so and it's I'm sure it's very cool. In the deepest regions of the galaxy, and equally grateful to be home. There's Saru doing a Saru thing, here, and, and like then cool, he says like again, they're ready to be of service again. I find it interesting that they didn't um, give everybody new uniforms to match. I mean, I guess it's like a wasted energy, right? Like with limited resources, like they all have working uniforms and it's fine. Right. Um, Though I'm okay because I like the navy better than the like little gray with the the little boleros are cute. Like the little like crop tops that everybody's got on. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I long for the days of color coding to the um, position they have on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just easier to identify who you're talking about. Right. Well, and like even on Discovery, excuse me, they have some color coding. It's super, super uh, subtle. Yes. Silver is science. Gold mm. is command, bronze is operations. Mm. So, I, I don't. It, it's like when the first X Men movie came out and they gave them all black uniforms. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. You want it to look. It's cool and gritty. It's 2000s, man. Welcome to the new millennium. <laughs> but, like, Primary colors are good. By the way, go ahead. I was going to say the Enterprise, the uniforms in the Enterprise are so good in Discovery. Like Mm -hmm. the color is just like, it's popping. It looks so good. It looks so good. And it's, it's like the new uniforms are a reflection of just how sad everybody is. Yeah. And the, like, is the gray? There's so much gray. There's so much gray. It was so nice to be on the Enterprise when, like, everything was, like, lit up nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I always find it interesting. So something we see a lot of in this episode, because we do get quite a few scenes inside of the Federation headquarters, um, how blue everything is, how, like, and I find it interesting that somewhere along the way we decided that this was the color of, like, technology and futuristic technology. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, was like this right. white and light blue. Mm-hmm. It apple. I think it's the recursive apple thing. Mm-hmm. The, um, I, I can't remember where I read this, but it was like the people who designed Apple interface devices, a lot of them were inspired by the design of things on TNG. And now I think it's it's just like, like recursion, like now t- now discovery is taking like oh everything's white or whatever what are you what are you smirking at what? uh i'm smiling because um i hadn't realized that there was a ship called Le Guin. um oh, that's nice. i was looking at the closed captioning on the um episode you have playing and it mentioned the Le Guin, so i was and like, looking just up. not listening to what to my point i, I see how it is i was getting ready to talk about Le Guin. <laughs> Fine. Let's talk Apple about Apple Store science science. Um I just I'm really Argeth is on yellow alert. Not a good name, Argeth. Argeth. Yeah. Hmm. Argeth. And I I guess some of some of them are okay. The weird little like throat insignias kind of freak me out a little. Just because it, it it looks uncomfortable, just having a slight pressure, just like here. Their uniforms, <laughs> the the Federation's uniforms look Nazi-ish. They're very militaristic. Like they're like extra military. Yeah, like like Nazi, SS officers. Yes, general uniform. Like oh, like do. eerily so, honestly. Ooh. We're looking at a picture. Yeah. We're looking at a picture. The gray is the exact gray that the Admiral is wearing. The red around the Nazi collar is the exact red of the red around the Admiral's collar. Right? Yeah, I don't. (laughs) It's so similar. I it was like I even, don't want it. it was like even more similar than I thought it was gonna be. Let's yeah, I've been trying to figure out like oh what is <laughs> what is this? This is so bad. Like I wish I could pause it and leave it up full screen, but look at that. That's so bad, Rachel. Like who how how could they let that slip? Mm-hmm. It, it I don't took know. me one google search it took me a singular google search <laughs> it's not great it's really bad i, I tried to, i just googled um star trek discovery nazi uniforms yeah to see if like anybody else is writing about this connection um but it just takes me to the episode patterns of force which is where kirk and spock are like stuck back in time mm. and have yeah. to Steal some Nazi uniforms. Um, well, now we can unsee that. Nope. There you go. Cool. Welcome. Welcome. Cool. Um, I wonder if there is like actual inspiration. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, I'm. Well, that's something I'll have to read later, I guess, because these are all older hmm? articles about like. Yeah, if you Google, anyway. if you Google, uh, so if you 
we're talking about the admiral's uniform on, for the Federation. If you yourself, listener, just Google Nazi, what did I what did I type in? Nazi officer uniform. You'll see it. It's gray and it's got a red. It's got red around the collar. Um, all he needs is a hat and a gold chain. So, okay, and last episode. Last episode, um, Discovery went to the no, they didn't go to the Andorian. The they went to the seed ship. They did go to the seed ship last episode. Yep, and they saved those folks. Okay. Um, and now, uh, Michelle, um, Michael wants to go on a secret mission to go save Book, and Saru says, "No, we have to be good." team players and help the starfleet people mm-hmm. and she says no but i love him but mm-hmm. daddy i love him um you stop messing around with that boy hear me <laughs> you come on back stop messing with that boy <laughs> that was great as i was That's quoting my... from the little mermaid oh and that made <laughs> made. it's like but i'm I trying to do like King a like Triton. a southern father yeah white yeah. <laughs> um, I do enjoy everybody just like... Like... <laughs> <laughs> we have Linus... the episode playing in yeah. the background and so Linus teleporting. Linus teleporting. It's, right. it's such a good stick. It's so good. I I wish they would like I get it. Like I wish the nacelle thing was its own episode. You know, mm-hmm. like come up with a reason why they have to like, do this slow things down just a little bit yeah slow it down like it's it can because i i keep thinking about like what this would have been like as a tng episode and we would have had like jordy would have been testing things out and he would have made like another holodeck program and fallen in love with that one mm-hmm. and then like the we would fifth have, like... one that that year <laughs> poor jordy he just they were not oh. kind to <laughs> characters on that show. They were sometimes, not. Sometimes. They're not. Terrible anyway. things happen to everybody. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. So Michael goes <laughs> off and um, what? <laughs> the yawn in the middle. <laughs> I'm sleepy. It is. It's kind of um, late. It's like eight o'clock. I'm. <laughs> oh God, I'm so old. I'm like it's and late. You're, and you're. And you're guzzling a decaf latte. Oh, decaf. Well, what the fuck? Because I curse. I don't. mm, You're not working tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I know, but. Pound it. Pound the coffee. (laughs) Says the guy who's on his second espresso in like two hours. I like sleeping. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Anyway, Peter. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Michael goes off and does her own thing. Anyway, I uh, with Sergio. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. So wait. they they improve all of this technology in yeah. like five seconds. Like I want to see. I want to see. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's because it was other people improving it. It wasn't the Discovery crew improving it, and that's why we don't see it. I. But I would have loved to have watched Stamets like hover and be like, "What are you doing?" 
like what are you doing now like what what are you changing what are you what have you done to my ship what sort of thing what have you done to my that was a good that was a good impression yeah yeah uh, i i think the reason that there that it feels different than the tng episodes is because we're talking about TNG series was what 25 episodes 27 episodes they had the luxury to go really slow and like do all that kind of stuff and to be fair removing like separating the nacelles would have been b plot to or like would have been in conjunction with another plot line how long were those seasons i mean they only one episode came out per week mm -hmm. right so their seasons must have been everything except for the summer, basically. Yeah. Um, how did you do episodes? Yeah, they'd be like. I, I would rather have it be episodes. like. I would rather have it be like that. There's just there's a lot of TV now. I guess. I Plus, know. their budgets are a lot bigger, a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. Value is a lot higher, so they. But Just yeah, spread I, that, spread it out more though. Um, I do. I do enjoy watching Tilly adapt to it in this episode, and just sort of like immediately take to it. Mm hmm. Um, it reminds me of there's there's something about it that has the same feeling. Is when I was in college and I had friends who that was that was back when uh, our our phones had buttons kids um yeah I can't believe how it, time I, really does speed up as you get older it's horrifying it just, it just goes so so fast um but I had a friend that could text without looking like she'd be talking mm -hmm. to me and she'd be texting I'd be like how are you doing this what is this this wizardry and uh Tilly very much has that same feel because she's like having a coherent conversation with Saru while she's like running some additional tests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I still don't like that blonde on the bridge. I cannot connect to her in any way. <laughs> and I don't. Really? She seems like. Like she's fine. She seems like super type A. Like. Like. I, I have my sock drawer arranged in a certain way. Mm -hmm. I go to bed at a certain time. Oh, and here's the here's the thing with uh, <laughs> grudge. I love grudge. Yeah, they really again, they know they know who their audience is. Like yep. Star Trek is, I think, in my experience anyway, here's a bunch of unfounded things mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. about to say unproven and unresearched. Mm -hmm. A lot of female fans, a lot of cat lovers, um, period. Yes. Yeah. I think that's accurate. More uh, female fans than male fans, I think. Really? I think so. Hmm. At this point. Because, oh, maybe. Because I feel like... I feel like if you... I feel like Star Trek is less bro-y. So like the broier thing to like would be like you have like way more darker sci-fi out there that you would like gravitate to. Sure, sure. 
like um, the expanse or whatever. So everyone's ready to finish watching the expanse. It, here's a hot take. Is this the this is Peter's hot take corner? Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit about the expanse? <laughs> it's so convoluted. What the fuck is even happening in that show? Um, Who gives a shit? It's not. They all look the same. It's like back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. Like, oh, we're going here, we're going there, we're going back here, we're going back there. This thing explodes. Battlestar Galactica. That's all you need. Go watch Battlestar Galactica. Fair. It does have Battlestar Galactica vibes for sure. That one guy looks exactly like the other guy from Battlestar Galactica. Is it the I same person? It's the same guy. Oh, that explains yep. it. By the um, way, I forgot if, about that. If anybody from Battlestar Galactica happens, or uh, The Expanse happens to be listening right now, I would love to be on that show and uh, write on it. You could, you could be a belter because you're tall. I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah, that's right. I would be a shift manager. <laughs> You'd be an excellent shift manager. I do, I do on that show, I like the engineer lady with the mohawk. I don't know it. I really don't know it. I started watching the first couple of seasons and then I watched other things. Because <laughs> it didn't compel you to keep watching it. I guess. I guess. Yeah. And it's yeah. too bad because it's the kind of sci-fi that... I actually, you know what? This is the kind of sci-fi that I like to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like reading that kind of sci-fi. Yeah. It has a kind of an Asimov-y kind of feel. Oh, man. Asimov was uh like i that that was the first author i loved and just like read all of the fiction novels mm-hmm. no you will never meet anybody that's read all of his books because he wrote what 200 or something like that so many books um and you know this and probably everybody else in science fiction history knows this but you know they based spock and they base Spock off of Asimov's characters, right? I did not know that, actually. That is yeah. information to me. Yeah, because his, I forget the guy's name, but the main, like, robot guy, the stoic mm, guy, mm-hmm. whatever. Sure. So Roddenberry huh. sort of. Maybe, I, maybe I'm making that up. Okay. But we. Can I, say one, I want to say one more thing about Asimov. Yeah. Uh he was he wrote my favorite children's sci-fi he wrote this series of books i don't know if they hold up i have not read them as an adult but he wrote the, the series of books about robbie the robot yeah mm-hmm. and they were they were so good mm-hmm. like i still uh can remember exactly where they were in the children's section of the library mm. because i would make like a beeline robbie i would the... get I think it was Robbie. I think it is, yeah. As in Mm. I don't know. Robbie the robot. Where? Where? Oh, I thought I saw it. Sci-fi, Asimov. I don't know. Okay. Well. Anyway. I'll have to look that up for the next episode because I'm sure our listeners want to know. 
yeah. um, what sci-fi I read as a kid. Anyway. Linus. No, we were talking about the, all the technology. We got some grudge going. So um, I, the one problem I have with how they talk about grudge is there's like, oh my God, she's like the biggest cat. And he's like, dude, she's got a thyroid condition. She's a Maine Coon. She's just a large cat. Mm-hmm. Like they talk about shit like how like she's unusually large. She's not. She's just a Maine Coon. Yeah, I hear you. Maybe they don't know that. Maybe that. Maybe they don't know. That got Maybe lost. in the future, all cats look like Simon. Yeah. Maybe they all got like hairless and skinny. <laughs> right. Like they only have Sphinx cats in the future. Right. Um. Yeah. We don't have a main uh, android character. We don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's because on Discovery, it would have been too early. Oh, right. To mm-hmm. have a, a working cybernetic positronic brain. Maybe we'll get one. Like if we have another another crew member join mm-hmm. from the future. Um. So the part you've got on the screen right now, they've gotten the thing from book and Sue's like, no. And Michael's like, yes. And Sue's like, no. Yeah, I just, come on. Come on, Michael. Like this this episode, I don't know. I, I wish it would have, I don't know. There's something about, there's something about like, oh no, she's breaking protocol again. Like, right, look at how she's changed. We can't trust her anymore. Even though, like, yeah. at the end, the Admiral says, uh, you know, if you'd come to us with this, you maybe, we, I maybe would have said yes. Um, right. And uh, we would have said yes for the intel. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's what I don't understand is, like, why she still didn't ask or be like, hey. I think because Saru is, like, the ship runs well enough that this one time... Michael could go uh, do her own away mission. Yeah. I, I think... Like, there's so many people on that ship. This is where I think one of the reasons why the original Star Trek and Next Generation and Voyager and all those things, like, the reason it works is because they didn't try to shift the plot too much over all of these expanding years. Like you Mm -hmm. have to be really good at it. And I think what's happening here, I could be wrong, but I think what's happening here is the writers, because she's sort of like, just sort of like plot wise, just kind of shifting here and then back over there and then here Mm -hmm. and then back over there. It's because they don't know what to do with her. Yeah. The writers. Yeah, they keep trying to demonstrate how she's like growing apart from the crew and how she's changed during this year and has kind of a better idea of what works and how things get done yeah. in this time. Um, it's not how Starfleet is is behaving right now. It's not um it doesn't work it doesn't work with them, but uh I mean, but she and Jojo, they save the folks. Like, they do it. Yeah, it, yeah, it works. And which, 
maybe I'm just maybe I'm just want uh, maybe I'm the guy that's like I want this show to be something that that it's not because it, it started off so strong that first episode of this season started off so strong and now I feel like it's floundering a little bit I think they have they have so many potential plot lines um that they could be doing so many different things with it mm-hmm. um it's just like felt- I, I and regarding that it just felt good for us to be like they're in the future we don't have to worry about these other weird timeline like these other weird stories anymore it can just be like straight ahead right and they're like ah nope nope we got you (laughs) here it is it's back to the like (laughs) it's just like Here's this character. We'll give her this big monologue. Nope, she's on a seed ship. She's getting taken away. Here's here's Burnham. She's first in command. Nope, she's gonna run over here. Like, I just can't. come on, guys, come on. Here's book. Nope, we're gonna take him away. Yeah, I want book to stick around for a while. I just yeah. I but but again, I I'm recognizing like maybe I maybe I want this show to be something that it's just inherently not, right? You know. Yeah. Um, I do. I do always enjoy the chemistry between Giorgio and Michael. Yeah, because uh, yeah. like Philippa, she's just she's so dramatic. She cracks me up every scene she's in. I did, and I'm trying to remember back in the first season when, you know, she played her other self. Sure. I did not expect that actress to be able to do this. <laughs> like, she was just very, like, you know, like, I'm a captain, here's the way things go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to, like, be this. And this, I, all I think every time I see Michelle Yao is how much fun she's got to be having. Yeah. Playing this character. Um, and, uh, I was reading an, um, I was about to say I was reading an article. I was reading the headline and the first couple sentences of an article, um, that talked about how this like flashback stuff, somehow, um, the writers have managed to make Giorgio having flashbacks about something in the mirror universe more interesting than being 900 years in the future. (laughs) Uh, and there's a burn and all this other stuff and the author was like all of that is interesting and fine but i want to know what's happening with our show yeah i i think i for some reason i'm less concerned about it because if, if it's from an alternate universe it's like i don't know like anything it, the answer could be anything is your cat right. okay yeah it's okay. doing him yeah he's got food he's fine um, um so I don't know. Yeah, something's going on with her. Who knows? Yeah, um, I guess I'm, I'm not concerned about it. I'm just like super <laughs> curious. This. Okay. Yeah. Keep keep, go, keep going because I really <laughs> want to talk about that guy. No, go for it. Go for this it. Talk about is, the hologram man. It, the hologram guy who pops in at this point. We're like yeah. 11 minutes in. Orion. Orion man. I. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, where Where did it go? There's something about the Orion makeup that is super goofy to me. And it made like they it look so, like bureaucrats. <laughs> it just made it so worse on this, like on this. Um, it looks so. His face it looks, looks like really weird. Original and like, series. 
he he's like a bad Hulk. He's like a really skinny Hulk. Yes. And I don't know. It's his it, the hologram version of him looks way worse than when they get to down to the actual planet. Yeah. Oh my god! How long? It, yeah, I don't know. This episode just didn't do it for me. I I liked it. Um, it felt like it didn't necessarily feel like Star Trek. It felt like. Do you ever watch Firefly? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt like a Firefly episode. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I do. It took me a minute to realize that. Um, why the is end- that guy is so strange? The the Andorians, or excuse me, the the Orions, all look like they have like slightly rubbery faces. I don't know if they've got like things on their face to make their like heads look bigger or something because they all seem to be like larger mm-hmm. um it's like it's like know. they it's like they expanded the sides of his head like the actor's side but not very much you know just right. by I like think, an yeah. inch and then so it makes his eyes look closer together and like it's this uncanny feeling yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's and, and their eyebrows are like really dark and thin. <laughs> the bangs. Um, the bangs. Uh so the bit that we're watching now is where they're at this like junkyard or whatever or processing something. Mm-hmm. They'd mentioned um in the scene that just played um that she was looking for self-sealing stem bolts from the 24th century. Mm-hmm. And that's funny to me because there's an episode of Deep Space Nine where Nog um, spends like an entire episode trying to trade these self-sealing stem bolts that he had traded for some yamak sauce and it's some hijinks ensue with him and Jake. Uh, that, but they say the good... phrase self-sealing stem bolt like a million times and then they keep referencing it, referencing yeah. it later on DS9. And now here they are again. Here they are again. Look Back with self, the whole self stealing, self sealing stem bolts. <sighs> yeah, they, there's something that's just so tiresome about this. Like, I feel like I've kind of seen this story before. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, it feels a little like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome a bit. Mm-hmm. It's like um, a standard. It, by the way, this plot here was done many times in samurai jack also i need to watch samurai jack <laughs> it's so good and and the episodes are like 25 minutes mm-hmm. and you'll get a plot where jack is like frees all the slaves on this planet you know mm-hmm. um oh, and man, it's felt... like goofy fighting and stuff i should check that out it's so I feel good. really bad for this andorian he got his little like antenna cut off their little nubbins now and he's the guy who has to implant the stuff in into yeah, them the little for some tag reason. tag on the back of everybody's neck he'd been part of like some sort of uprising and instead of killing him they punished him by making him the enemy of the people that he was trying to save mm-hmm. he's sort of he's like, like in prison movies and stuff that's like the trustees you know mm-hmm. who who are given power over the other prisoners and mm-hmm. then and then like 
there's some references to that in like I'm not I I'm not well read enough but I feel like slaves there used to be like versions of that too you know mm-hmm. um but I am vastly unqualified to talk about that um I just have a vague memory of that so sure but yeah and then they killed this poor guy for like trying to steal this Bajoran dude He's not even allowed his like ear doodahs. I don't know if they wear the ear doodahs in the future. Why did this last so long? It's a very long episode. Like it, like this part. It's just we know they're gonna it's, escape. Yeah, it's gratuitous. They wanted to explode somebody's head, I guess. Yeah, it's really gross. And so the it's to show like demonstrate the cruelty of the Orion Syndicate, I guess. Yeah, and and like she's pretending to, to do this. They like whisper by the thing. They like, yeah, I don't know. It's like I I I just don't care that much. Let's go there to the back a, shelves and talk yeah. about it. <laughs> I kind of have expected them to just like make out for a while. Yeah. Um. So they do smooch in this episode. They do get a smooch in. I do get a smooch in. Um, um, I found this part very interesting. So the part of the episode that's playing now is where Tilly and Saru are talking. Mm-hmm. And Tilly's like, I think we got to tell on her. I think yeah. we got to tell on Michael because, and for Tilly to have to make that choice has to be so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she also recognizes that she is part of this crew and has to be an active part of this crew and protect the crew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there, there's some there's some similarity. There, I feel like in the back of my mind, I feel like there's a similarity to like. I think what 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 I relate to it most is like doing like team stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm very good friends with my teammates and there were times when they did things that I had when I was like also bench coaching or whatever that I had to mm-hmm. just, I remember very clearly in this one game, one of our best players was so pissed off. He was, he was about to like hurt himself and other people and he and I are great friends and I had to be like, I am not letting you out there. Because if you if you go out there, you're gonna make this choice, and you're gonna like hurt these people, you know. A little bit different. You're spacing out again, aren't you? What's going on? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I start telling a story. But what, what is it? <laughs> no, I'm just getting tired of my brain's like. Looking yeah, me for too. Me. me too. Me too. I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. I called <laughs> you out sorry. on it. We're punchy. That'll um, teach me. Let Let's. Let's skip forward. Oh, God. <laughs> Tell me. and his new friend. Uh, I don't, I just, I do not understand Stamets as the choice for the person to bond with Adira. Like, because Stamets, whenever he's talking to her, he just, he talks like he's talking to a small child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
I just, I find their interactions to be like painfully awkward. Yeah. Again, they speed up so many things in this show. And if they're going to reveal her, or I'm sorry, if they're going to reveal them, uh, Adira, to be non-binary, where? Mm-hmm. When it, When will it happen? <laughs> like, we're four episodes in with this character. They're telling us, like, hang on. Right. Well, you just completely revamped the the Enterprise. So, I don't know. It's It's very, very weird. Very weird. I'm I'm hoping it'll be the next episode because Adira has revealed to Stamets the existence of Gray that Gray is still like hanging around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do understand that she had to bond with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's how these plot lines go. Like the teen, the precocious teen, is taken under the wing by some grumpy character. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, I don't know what it is. I can't. Who should it have been? Do you think? Jet Reno. That would have been cool. I wanted it to be Jet Reno. Yeah. Because like Jet Reno, because like Adira has like all of these huge feelings and Jet Reno's like, yeah, of course you have feelings. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, I kept a man alive for <laughs> 30 days. <laughs> like <laughs> this planet like Jet Reno is just seeing so much shit mm-hmm. and like put so much together with duct tape that um, I feel like Adira could benefit from that sort of like practical affection yeah also I, I think we talked about this on on the recording of the last episode but one of the things too is like there's no old people on this ship there are no old people like so, Jack Reno might be the oldest one I, that yeah that's what i'm saying is like you would want to pair this person with like you want to pair that person with like an older like the wiser person who's like or maybe you don't but that that's how we see it in sure. typically done um and there's just not old people on this ship I mean, and we, yeah, we already established like Doug Jones is himself is like in his sixties, but the character of Saru is, is not an earthly, like, like he doesn't, he could be ageless. He could be whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but I, I think that's, what's lacking is there's no, like, there's no, like, Gandalfy character for us to be like oh there's no like uh uh what was his name on Hogwarts what was that guy's name Dumbledore Dumbledore yeah there's no like there's no like yeah I've been I've been at this a while and the closest person is uh uh Janet Reno (laughs) 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 that's not her name right Jet it is not her name Jet it's it's so close to janet reno it's so close to janet reno it is very close to janet reno Why not again i feel like she was they need to just call the character a joke like someone was like let's name her janet reno like we can't name her janet reno and then someone said jet reno and they're like yes (laughs) they should have just named her tignataro she because she's playing tignataro in space and tignataro is a star trek name tignataro is a terrific star trek name um yeah 
Um, yeah, so, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm glad that they've put her with somebody that isn't Michael, because Michael apparently is the person that Hugh sends everybody to for trauma. Like, <laughs> yeah. listen, Michael has had a lot of trauma, so she can help you with yours. Yeah. Go talk to Michael, and Michael's going to get, like, full up. I The more I think about this, like, TNG was filled with wizened characters. You had Guinan, you had um, Picard himself, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call them wizened, but, but, but you the, had, like, mature no, characters. Like, what I meant by wizened is, like, uh, Guinan was, oh, was an authority. Was like yeah, and she was, she, like, thousands of years old, and... She knew it. She like you. You went to her to get re recentered, and even Troy. You know, like Troy's job was to like recenter people. Um, the ship needs a therapist because, like, he was he was trying. He was trying very hard to like connect emotionally with everybody, um, but he was like dead for a while, and so he has. Uh, probably some of his own trauma to work out. Um, what and... I would maybe they could introduce like a like a robot maintenance guy from who's you know super old and just gets people you know and then like yeah um, they all sort of go down and talk to the robot maintenance guy right. That would actually be really great. Just like some old grease monkey. I don't know. You know what I say when I can't get a bolt undone? Maybe it wasn't meant to be undone in the first place. <laughs> Played oh, by Sam right. Elliott. <laughs> I oh want my Sam God. Elliott to be an engineer on this I show. I like your style, Saru. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I say? Maybe this phaser bolt wasn't meant to come undone. <laughs> oh man, I want Sam Elliott on the show so much now. Shit, they, they'd be so good. Yeah, but they do need like some some kind of presence. They do need like somebody that. older, and um, it's interesting because like uh, when you look at TNG and um, Deep Space Nine too, like you had characters that skewed a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if, I mean, some of it is a product of television now. Like everybody's got to look super young. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, you had characters that were like allowed to um, go gray. And you had characters that were um, allowed to like show their experience and their. Well, again, maybe so taking the opposite track, going against my own argument. Star Trek is a reflection of our times, which is what we like about it, right? Right. And this is reflective of a lot of the conversations online and stuff are like people distrustful of boomers and the boomeriest person is the Admiral, right? Sure. And yeah. And he's one of the older older ones. Yeah, and the and the the guy who interviewed um Giorgio. Yeah. Yeah, but they're but but you can't trust them. You can't trust them. That's no. really interesting. Hmm. And and I and now we've got this like Gen Z kid. 
Yeah. Yep. And and Saru. Millennials <laughs> bonding with this new Gen Z. I feel like Saru is um, Saru he's is Gen like. X. Yeah, maybe I was gonna say he's like Biden, and Burnham is like Bernie or or Elizabeth <laughs> Warren, if you will. You know, somebody. Sure. Uh, Saru's the centrist. Uh, Mike, and... Michael Burnham is um, Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Mhm. Mm mm-hmm. Let's just get things done. I'm not about incrementalism. And Saru's mm -hmm. like, we gotta. My fellow Americans. <laughs> we have to come together. He's just trying to get this pandemic under control. Saru is. Saru is trying to get this pandemic under control. Yeah. Hmm. That's really interesting, actually, because they're both like there's a time and a place for both of them, I think. But uh... mm -hmm. yeah. I, and then so all of that brings us to when at the end here, when there's this tearful goodbye between the two of them, where when the admiral says she done fucked up, you handle it how you want to handle it. You could have asked me. Maybe I would have approved it. Which I like that because that's, again, I think where this show is, this season is the strongest is when it feels like a workplace drama. And that's a totally workplace drama thing. Yeah. Like, like I didn't follow my what my boss said. My boss's boss found out. And it was fine because I was still doing good work, but I should have asked them in the first place, you know? Right. I like that. And then, and then yeah, the tearful, like, back and forth. I want what all of this stuff happens, right? And she's like, Yeah, but I had to follow this, and I know that I know, blah blah blah. There's this part at the end where he tells her she's not the first officer anymore, mm -hmm. which is good. Some people put themselves into leadership who mm -hmm. should not be leaders. Like, she didn't want to be a leader. No, like, like she she took the role because she's like, okay, Saru, I want to make you happy. Yeah, no, I don't really want to do this. It's not her role. Like she's better at she's better at being a science officer. She didn't want to. She didn't want to do that stuff, and that's okay. Yeah. So they they have that conversation, which I think is a good conversation. It's this part at the very end where she's like, Saru, you did the right thing. I wanted him to be like, I know. Like, yeah, like, I, I got it. I don't need I don't need you. Yeah, because me... it was a little condescending. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I understand her wanting to reassure him because like, yeah, like from a friend perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it would have been actually just a really great thing where he just said and just like in his very gentle way that I know. Mm -hmm. And then. Yeah. Yeah, who do you think? Hmm? Who do you think is going to be the first first officer? Tilly. She's, she would be an amazing first officer. Yeah, I think that I think narratively they've they've built us up to that, right? Or do you think that they're going to bring another character in? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like someone like from Starfleet. I really hope they don't do that. I don't want that to happen. But you're right. 
one of two things is going to happen. Tilly's going to be first officer. It's going to be, but I don't know the blonde, the blonde lady. He kept giving the the helm to the blonde lady. Oh yeah, like she'd have the con. Yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe we'll get to know her better, and then I'll stop being like, "Who is?" If it were any other show, I would say it's going to be Tilly. But since these write, I, I feel like I'm shitting on the writers too much. But it, it's just I can't predict what they're doing, and maybe they're doing that on purpose, you know. So since it's these writers, I have to go against my instincts and say it's not going to be Tilly. And maybe you're right; they are just going to pull some random person in. Maybe it's going to be Linus. Well, I think I think if it's not Tilly, I think it's going to be someone from. Uh, Starfleet headquarters like it's gonna be someone who's not from Discovery uh because like Discovery like clearly needs someone babysitting who is the Kamala Harris of Star Trek Discovery I think it's um I think it's uh the security officer Willa Willa the one that she's the she's the one from no she's from um uh, the Federation. She's the one who came along on the seed, oh. the seed episode, and they're all like, "Let's show her what we can do." And she's like, "What?" I like that. Yeah, because she, yeah, security officer Kamala Harris was a prosecutor. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Mm-hmm. And we've already seen her before. And we know like Harris works well with Biden. Yeah. So she could be a good first officer, maybe. Hmm. If Tilly um, were a if Tilly were a person, a real life <laughs> political if person. If Tilly were a person, <laughs> um, she's a person. Which which correlation would she be? I don't know um, enough about American politics to to go down this route. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Nobody that I can think. I of. can't. I can't place her. As a politician. Somebody that's like, would she be Elizabeth Warren? No. She wouldn't be AOC. She would, um, oh, what's her name? Um, it's dark so early here. I think, yeah, it's so dark. Um, shit, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, all right. So it, I like some stuff in the episode. I like yeah, the things with yeah. Linus. I thought, yeah. um, uh, the stuff between Jojo and Michael was good. Where Jojo was like, uh, I'll tell you when I figure it out, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did it come with a cost? Did they lose anything by going off? No. <laughs> and and uh, I the thing is, I, I do kind of wish they just put Michael in the brig. Like, she should have been in the brig. I mean... I, yeah, I was even thinking, like, like I kind of wanted somebody to get badly injured, you know, or like... Well, it did come at a cost. It, the trust between Saru and Michael. I guess, yeah. I guess the the end the cost of the lives of the prisoners too, like Mm -hmm. that. Andorian is that what he is? The blue guy, Andorian. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Um, I, it, so kind of invented cost, like there was nothing lasting. Because I feel like the similar thing was in Last Jedi when uh, Poe goes rogue and then mm -hmm. like fucks it all up for everybody. Just yeah. like ruins the fleet. That was a huge cost. Yeah. God, that was a really great like story moments. Yeah. Because it was that... in character and it had consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson makes good movies. Yeah. I like that movie a lot. That is... It, it, the, it's the most... The more... I, like, I think I like the pacing of the first one the best. Mm -hmm. But I like... The more I think about it, I like The Last Jedi. Like, more just to, like, chew on and think about the themes and stuff. It was... um That was the one where Poe went rogue, right? Mm -hmm. Is that... Yeah, and uh, this the scene with um, I should remember her name. That one commander going off in that ship by herself, crashing into yeah the um the other ship and yeah. having go silent is like still one of the most powerful cinematic moments. Yeah, I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it, yeah, it was really good, and they and he like de um what is the word he like de-aristocratized the force like ryan johnson did you know because mm -hmm. he, he was trying to make the point of like it doesn't matter who her parents are it doesn't matter who this little kid is this little kid can use the force she can use the force like um mm -hmm. yeah but That's good stuff but then jj had uh cave into pressure and turn it all back around are you that reminds me are you caught up in the mandalorian uh i don't know no okay. i don't think so but okay all right all right well all right put your phasers back on stun or kill depending on how much you hate us or like us about this episode uh also one quick thing before we go oh yeah one thing yeah. i'm hoping for soon is a holodeck episode rachel real talk between you and me right now mm -hmm. i know you want a holodeck to happen it's not gonna mm -hmm. happen i need a holodeck episode it's not need, gonna it's not I gonna happen to get stuck stuck on the holodeck no they're not gonna get stuck on the holodeck it's not gonna happen yeah. let it go jojo nope makes a program that like merges with Stamets and Hughes like romantic getaway just like I want there to be um a poker episode they're not going to give me a poker episode you know maybe like they'll have play a different game poker mm -hmm. oh, I love poker episodes yeah everybody loves them Maybe maybe book will come hang out longer and we'll teach everybody this like cool futuristic card game. Wouldn't it be I I I just think it would be very cool if all of a sudden without any explanation the next episode they just shot it like a next generation episode. Don't explain it. Just boom. Like things are more well lit. It's like 4/3 aspect ratio. Like <laughs> 
there's a card there's a lot of like holding scenes yeah (laughs) just like looking looking off to the like middle distance emotionally that's a commercial Mm -hmm. and then at the end it ends like on the joke very mild joke Mm -hmm. and Saru says shut up Detmer and then they go on their way (laughs) Detmer all right well that's it for this one uh talk to you next time okay bye bye